Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody. It is your lucky day because you're listening to Get Rich Quick with Josh right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yep. Yep. Uh, This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a week over a single topic, and from that single topic, a forest of ideas is born. Is grown. Yep. Is uh, yeah, and uh, 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 with those ideas that we hand out to you freely, we expect you to get incredibly rich incredibly quickly. We don't ask for any money up front. We don't uh, 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 think that you should pay mm-hmm. without trying. Our motto is, we don't have a motto. Um. <laughs> But our point, my point is, is we give you these ideas, we put them out over the interwaves, give them to you to take and do with what you want. You can sock them, stick them in a drawer, sock them away till they really take hold with you and you go out and you action them and make yourself a gajillionaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go out immediately and make yourself a gajillionaire. You can take one, two, three, four, or five of them and mix them all together and make like a gumbo yep. of get-rich-quick ideals. Whatever you do, we don't care. You get rich. And then once you're rich, once you've made your millions, mm-hmm. dare I say, billions, yep. would it even be beyond the pale to say... Trillion? I don't think so. With the new year coming, with the new year, and you know, I remember when we were kids. Yeah, millionaires were the thing. Oh yeah, there All was like the rage. one billionaire, and he was an arms dealer. Uh huh. And now there's like everyone's like that's the goal is billionaire. Yeah. So I mean, eventually the next goal got to be what? Trillionaire. We're getting there. Um. Once you make all that money. Yeah. All that money. Mm-hmm. Once you have all the money in the world, yeah. then, and only then, while you're sitting back on your yacht, year or two after listening to our show, taking the idea we've given you, we've gift-wrapped for you, and making all that money, then and only then, Noel, we expect something from you. That's right, we do. After you have taken your ideas and done we don't care what with them major millions you say hey i didn't end up on this yacht in the mediterranean all on my own it didn't take a village it just took two two wise folks that's right josh and noel and you say hey i remember the deal that i made with them when i listened to these ideas that I did, we don't care what with. Mm-hmm. 
And that is, once I become rich, I give them 10% of everything I've made. I tithe them. And that's the deal. You tithe us, give us 10%. 10% of everything you made. After you're rich. Off of any ideas you use from us. Nothing up front. So if you're someone who took one idea, made your millions, and you're like, you know what? I want to branch out, and you took another idea, yeah. and you went back to the well, you can go back to the well as often as you want. Yeah, we you got a lot of shows get now. a lifetime membership. How many shows do we have now, Noah? We have 100, and this is going to be 174. Four. 174 shows. Average three epi- three ideas per show, really three and a, say, three and a half. Let's say 3.25. Okay. 3.25 ideas per show. All right. That's a lot of ideas to choose from. It is. And you take any one of those ideas, as many as you want, as, yeah. all of them. Yeah. And you make your millions and you just tie this 10% per idea. Maybe I that's going to be what makes the first trillionaire. Someone who takes all our ideas uh-huh. and just mash them together like a big old money stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Big old money stew. That's yeah. what, or as I call it, a gumbo. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice to steal my lines from me <laughs> literally 30 seconds after how, I said them. How, how am I stealing your right. lines? Okay, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Okay. You're, you're a joke th- thief. You're Carlos, the Carlos Mencia of Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. <laughs> That's who you are. Um, it's been a long week, Noel. Yeah, I make you could make a tangine of our ideas. You can't a because, money tangine because the problem with making a money tangine uh-huh. is there's no such thing as a tangine. What is it? A tagine. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> You're like making a tagine out of tangerines. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Noel. Anyway. Have you been? I've been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? Well, I'm. I've. I've my hackles are raised. Uh oh. Why? Because, I, as you know, I am going very soon to Ecuador. You are. And there's a reason. I for the going holidays, you're going to be in Ecuador for Christmas. Going to be in Ecuador for Christmas, guys. Do they uh, cover the palm trees in uh, 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 colorful lights? We'll see. That's what they did in St. Thomas when I was a child. Okay. Just saying. I bet you they might. Uh-huh. Uh maybe Santa down there is pulled by uh eight twelve rats in a tin can. No, <laughs> guinea pigs. Right. Yeah, I don't think he would because then he'd have to eat them. Yeah. That's what you do. You eat and, them for survival. And what would happen with Rudolph the red nosed guinea pig? He'd get eaten first. So that would be it. There's they can't really sing the song about him every year. No. No, it's just a sad. The kids sit around and cry. (laughs) (laughs) It's the sad Christmas story of Ecuador. But the reason I have to make this trip Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, that there's people out there that steal our ideas and don't pay the 10%. All the the time. time. And Josh and I are sick of... uh, Laying back and taking it. I've called it out quite a bit. You cautioned me against calling it out, but I think it's interesting. Clearly, something's got you really riled up now because it sounds like to me you're about to call someone out. Noel. I am. Uh oh. I am. Uh oh. Uh, here's a little headline for you. Okay. Ex advisor denounces Vicuña for collecting tithes in the assembly. La Republica, Ecuador. 
So wait, you're telling me yeah. that someone in political circles uh-huh. in the Republic of Ecuador, that's I'm translating La Republica Ecuador yeah. for uh, those of you like Noel who don't speak a lick of Spanish. <laughs> I, I speak a lick. Um, was trading favors for a tithe? Uh, yeah, the, the VP. The, the VP? The vice president. Really? Yeah. Was trading favors for a tithe. For tithes. 10% of what, though? 10% of what they make for contractors, right? Re- oh, I see. Off of their contracts. Given contracts, gotcha. and you got to give 10% back. Wow. Obvious, obvious. <clears throat> our, our schemes have now reached governmental levels. Right. This is my question for you on this. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand it's upsetting on a lot of levels. Yeah. The idea that she stole it from us. Stole the idea. I, I only am going to say this. Yeah. Did th- the religion steal it from us as well? Did Catholicism steal it from us? That's different. Did uh, Mormonism steal it from us? Maybe. I mean, I'm sort of more inclined to believe, as much as I I wish, yeah, that the high levels of government in uh, South American countries were listening to our show. <laughs> look, 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 look. I'm wondering if, yeah, if the person you're going down to Ecuador with, yeah, my enforcer, who is Ecuadorian, yeah, the muscle, uh, uh, has told people about our show. And now suddenly we are hot stuff in Ecuador. All I'm saying is I'm probably going to be signing a lot of boobs down there. (laughs) I'm bringing a Sharpie. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling that your enforcers are going to be too happy about that. You you know, I know that tithing is a concept Uh that existed before you and I. But like many things out there, we have redefined it to the point that have we nobody, disrupted tithing? We have disrupted it to the point where nobody can think about it now without thinking of us. Without it, we have we have changed the conversation, as they uh-huh, say. That we have leaned in, yeah, to the concept of tithing so deeply, so deeply that you cannot mention tithe, mention tithing without mentioning get rich quick with Josh and Noel. Yeah, and you cannot mention get rich quick with Josh and Noel. Without immediately thinking of tithing. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I'll go with that. I like your explanation. And we're. uh, So I guess the point is what we're doing here, we're officially calling out Vice President Acuna. Yes. Has she been kicked out of office? Vicuna. Yeah. Oh, she is out. She's out. So, like, if you go down there, you're not in any danger. Because we're calling her out no, here. No, the government will be like saying thank you. Thank you. What are they thanking us for? For cleaning house. Did we clean house? Yeah. How did we clean house? We went down there. We went down there. Okay. Well, the me of we. <laughs> but she's already out. You haven't even gone down there yet. Yeah. <laughs> she's not as out she's going to be. You going to be extra out. Extra out. Extra out. Yeah. You ever are been you, double fired? Are you, <laughs> it stings, dude. I bet. It stings. Are you going to sign her boobs when she comes up? Because clearly she's a huge fan of the show. That's true. I may have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, wow, Noel. My question is... I'll sign her uh, her prison card or whatever. That's right. You'll sign her prison garb right on the white stripes. Yeah. You'll sign, best of luck, Noel. Yeah. GRQ, Josh and Noel. Yeah. Still owe me 10%. That's right. 10% of all... Of all those 10%. Well, ten... well you're not going to get that because that's already been taken back by the government, I would imagine. You're going to have to get 10% of all of her commissary, though. Yeah. So 10% of her shampoo. Yeah. 10% of her toothpaste. Yep. 10% of her Doritos yep. or whatever. Daily guinea f- pig ration. The favorite snack food is down there. Bring me back you up. You know what they are huge on down there? What? It's, uh, Besides it's, chocolate? It, it, chocolate, yeah, huge. Uh, but then also, basically, it's almost like uh, like corn nuts without the flavoring on it. So it's just the fried corn kernels? Yeah. They love them. They don't put any, they must salt it. Yeah, it's salted. Right, yeah, okay. But yeah. it's not, it's, you're not getting like buffalo wing yeah, flavored. Yeah, that's fine. Pizza flavor. Although you may. I bet they have it. They might. Everyone's got that shit now. They will when I get down there. I mean, now the amount of ch- chip flavors that are out there. I love it. Today we, I saw spicy queso. Oh, I chihuahua. It wasn't that spicy and it wasn't that queso-y. Uh, oh, no? Yeah, that's a problem. I see them and I got to try them. Yeah. And then I'm always just deeply disappointed. You know what I had recently? <clears throat> I had uh, I was out in Bushwick mm-hmm. for an RFB meeting, mm-hmm. and uh, I needed. I wasn't it. there, by the way. No, it, it, this wasn't the one this past week. Oh, okay. That was a community meeting uh, that has food at it. Uh huh. But this was for like a manager's meeting. Gotcha. And uh, I needed some food. In case you guys were wondering why we're still on the air. It's because Noel is part of management. <laughs> <laughs> and because we rock. Oh, right. There's uh, that. And so I needed to get some food, so I went to a, a bodega nearby, mm-hmm. and I got a sandwich, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get some chips with it. And you know McClurg's Pickles? Yeah. McClurg's has chips, too. Yeah. And they had uh, spicy Bloody Mary chips. And it was actually a pretty good flavor. I'm not crazy about either their pickles or their chips because they use they use a vinegar brine, mm-hmm. and I find the chips very vinegary, and I find the 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 pickles themselves their brine super vinegary. I'm not super crazy about their pickles. Yeah. They're a little too sweet. Oh, you find them sweet. That's no matter funny. what, they're a little sweet. Huh? I just find them super like aggressively sour and not okay. like a and not like a good pickly way. Yeah. Um, Noel, yeah. if this Vicuña woman comes up to you <laughs> and says, sign my boobs, yeah. will you spit at her? I might. I might be tempted to. And you know, that's an interesting thought because today's topic is... Today's topic is spit. How to get rich with it. How to loogie yourself into financial freedom. How to loogie yourself into financial freedom. That's right. Spit, Noel. How to hawk your way to the top. (laughs) Spit, it's an amazing, amazing thing. It is. It's not just water in your mouth. It's not. It serves a lot of purposes. It's not something something that you just find annoying or goes away when you need it the most. Mm -mm. Like when you're high, for instance. No. It does incredible things. It has incredible properties. Yeah. It's like a super liquid. It is. It is the blueberry of... Bodily fluids. <laughs> <laughs> well, my question to you, Noel, uh-huh. is how are we going to get rich? Well, I'll it? tell you. Well, I'm sure you're well aware of this scandal, right? 
Customer suspects annoyed waiter spat in soda. Police use DNA to prove it. Ken Yurden and his wife went to Chili's in Clay, New York for dinner. They had a couple minor complaints. Undercooked broccoli, chips not being served. They told Lamika that he seemed annoyed with them. Uh... Lamika? Yeah. Was that his name? That's, I guess, someone's name. Uh I guess the waiter. Uh, They were busy. We understood, Julia Aluzo Yurden said. What is her last name? Julia Aluzo Yurden. What a great name that is. Yeah. It's hyphenated. Yes, I figured. Uh, We were patient with him, but we could tell he was annoyed with us. All Ken said to him was, are you okay? Have we done something to offend you? And he said, oh, no, no, no. When they were getting ready to go, the Yurdens told Lamika they wanted to get their drinks refilled and to take them into go cups. Is that legal? I don't know. These guys sound like the biggest pain in the butts I've ever heard of. I've never, like, have you ever, you worked as a, in uh-huh. restaurants. Yeah. I've never had a customer ask me if I found them annoying. Like, no. if you have to ask then your waiter annoying. or your busboy yeah. or your server of any sort, if they find you annoying, yeah. you're being fucking annoying. Yeah. Well, have you ever had anyone say, hey, I've got a half a soda left. Can you put it in a to-go cup? And while you're doing that, there's only a half a soda there. Fill her up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... Lamika brought them the cups as if he'd expected them to pour the remains of the drinks into the cups. Ken Yurden told Lamika they wanted him to refill the cups since the drinks on their table were almost gone. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You can feel the ire brewing. Yeah. They got away with him just spitting in their cups. Lamika seemed annoyed again and took the (laughs) cups to the back of the restaurant. Ken Yurden took two sips from the cup. He wasn't able to see inside because it had a lid on and was styrofoam. As they were driving home, the lid popped off. Mm-hmm. I saw the spit in the cup, Ken Yurden told Syracuse.com. It wasn't regular spit either. It was definitely a loogie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a moth-level storytelling performance. Uh, pretty add. good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then uh, Ken Yurden uh, went on to take his coke to the police. Wow. Have it analyzed, have the DNA in the spit analyzed, and it uh, it positively identified Lamika. And uh, they didn't really do too much about it. Chili didn't do too much about it. I think uh, Chili's kind of was on the uh, the waiter's side. Yeah, I mean, the guy brought it to the cops. Mm-hmm. The Yurdens, you know, the beauty of this story is mm-hmm. now the Yurdens yeah. are kind of known to all of the restaurants in the area. Yeah, and when they make their reservations or uh-huh. come in as the Yurdens. People are going to be just spitting in their food yeah. and in their cups. They're going to be identifying the entire wait staff <laughs> yeah. of Syracuse, New York. Yeah. Um. So he he was petrified 
that he possibly had gotten AIDS or uh, <laughs> or hepatitis. Uh-huh. So he went and got tested. He did not. Thank God. But he had to do six-month-later follow-up tests. Mm-hmm. And he was petrified for six months. Oh, my poor. Waiting for those tests, which then in the article followed directly by a doctor saying, uh, you can't get those diseases through spit. <laughs> poor Mr. Yurden. His wife clearly wasn't that upset about it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like she's in on this shenanigans. Uh-huh. And they, they sued Chili's, though. Uh, so do you think that they plan this all along do you think that they i think they really got spit in I no think i'm not saying that so they annoying. didn't get spit in uh-huh. but do you my question is do you think that this was they were intentionally annoying to hell hoping that this guy would spit in their cup because everything they're no. saying this whole no. thing about like the fact that they went to the cops yeah. That they had it DNA tested, that they then, uh, uh, he was terrified of getting these diseases, right? It's all laying it out for the lawsuit. I think they're always trying to get what they can. Uh huh. They're those, pe- you worked in restaurants. You know the people that come in sometimes and they're just like, <clears throat> Everything they think it's their duty to complain to mm-hmm. try to get things for free. I, I think that's who who they are. Okay. And when someone spit in his soda, he made spitinade. He just saw he just saw the money. He Ch- went to Ching. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they think that they're not annoying? Yeah. Yeah. I do. That's the worst. Yeah, I know. Uh, so they caught the guy because of the the DNA in his spit. Right, and we've also heard lots of reports about murders being solved due to family tree DNA tests, mm-hmm. which are by spit. Spit's obviously the next big boom in big data. Yeah, right. Uh, it can be harvested without our knowledge, mm-hmm. and then we're just another line in a <clears throat> spreadsheet of That's some right. uh, megacorp, mm-hmm. big gov, mm-hmm. some vacanya. Vicuña. Vicuña. Looking to see who is tithed, who is not tithed. Mm-hmm. DNA tests just have you spit in a vial and you send it in. Yep. So I looked up how to mess up you a DNA test. you got to do a lot test. of spit, though. Well. Have you done one of those? No. I mean, you don't need to. You know you're like 120% Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the extra 20 is just like the eye on a potato. <laughs> Every day I'm a little more percent Irish. Uh, surprisingly, uh, most of the people that I saw when I looked up how to mess up a DNA test, uh, I was actually surprised. They were wanting to do this because they were expecting mothers who didn't want the actual fathers to find out that they were the father. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> By a landslide, that that one in the in the returns that in Google, by a landslide. Wow! Uh, and uh, you, people in these things didn't offer a lot of solutions, but there were a lot of replies saying, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> <laughs> this is the real me too movement. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
looking to mess up my uh, the DNA test so I don't have to have this my baby daddy involved. Yeah, Hashtag well, me too. What I saw was someone, and it sounded like the dad was probably horrible and she just wanted to keep him away. But then the bulk seemed to be mothers, and, and I'm guessing that uh, not married, and I'm probably guessing probably younger, or I'm not sure, but uh, where partway through the pregnancy, the father just decides that he wants them to take a pregnancy test or a, a paternity test so that because they don't believe it's theirs. And they're like, how do I mess this thing up so it doesn't show up as his? Because I don't even want him to have claim on this child anymore. I mean, they were so incensed by this. I guess it's just weird because usually if you're young and you're knocked up by someone that you hate or don't like or don't want, while you may not want them involved in the kid's life, you do need their money for raising the child. And so if you screw up the DNA test and the kid comes back and it's not that person's child you're stuck holding the ball on that one yeah i uh, the whole thing was 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 and 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 who's going up and accusing people of <clears throat> prove on the dad unless it was like a one night stand or something but even I don't know. then that's what like the Mori Povich show it, has been for the past 15 if years if you go and you sit down on a couch and eat a big ham sandwich and then there's uh-huh. mustard on the couch your first reaction shouldn't be prove someone else didn't sit on this couch and eat a sandwich. Uh, innocent until proven guilty. That's the American way, right? Yeah. Well, who's who's the innocent and who's the guilty then? Maybe the mom's innocent until proven guilty. Wow. You've just made this much more difficult than it needs anyway, to be. So there's ways to mess up your DNA test, right? You can Eating and drinking right before <clears throat> uh, can contaminate the test. Uh-huh. Allowing other elements uh, to get into the sample. Can you imagine if they said the father is a pig? <laughs> father is a pig. In the ham sandwich. Yeah, a mu- and part mustard pig. Mm-hmm. Um, both those things, though, they can mess it up so bad that the tester knows it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, blood transfusions and bone marrow transplants can mess up a, te- a DNA test. Oh, that's interesting. They confuse the test because there's multiple DNAs in the sample. Mm-hmm. They can't tell what the issue is. It just gives odd results. Mm-hmm. Read an article about the family tree DNA collector things. Uh, like 23andMe and Yeah, uh, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, they state that one thing that messed them up is interracial lovemaking. <laughs> interracial lovemaking. Yeah, and samples get con contaminated by bodily fluids of the lover so maybe Got they yeah. have a have a little waka waka uh-huh. and then postcoitally say hey let's do that dna test right now uh-huh <laughs> and they spit in their vials right and uh they're they're still intermingled let's say yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I understood. I understood what you were saying without you having to consistently say what you were saying. But right. yeah, okay. So they make the results really vague, right? You'll. This is the actual result someone got. Uh, they were ten percent India, ten percent China, five percent Native American, ten percent Sub-Saharan African, 
20% Scandinavian. And they're like, this is so vague. And the woman's like, well, I'm only half those things. And then apparently when questioned, it almost always turns out, oh, my boyfriend's those other things. Oh, boy. Right? Things like that. So really the, the key here is to rinse your mouth out with a little water. If you want an after accurate having sex. DNA, if you want an accurate DNA test. Yeah. But we're not doing that. We're trying to protect the masses. We're uh-huh. trying to give them data protection. Uh-huh. AKA DNA spit protection. Uh-huh. So we're gonna you're gonna sell a product to allow people to mess up the saliva DNA mm-hmm. test, right? Uh, and what you're going to do is you're going to make a product that's just like those breath strips, mm-hmm. you know, the little Listerine little gel wafers. But it's just dried cum. It, well, it's going to be made of amalgam of spit and semen from many different people. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's going to be dried, maybe have uh-huh. a mint flavor. Uh, <laughs> maybe, or pineapple. Yeah, and uh, when people are in a situation where they suspect that someone's going to try to harvest their DNA, mm-hmm. they can take it. Or if they're always in a situation that they suspect that they could take it, you're never going to protect yourself from like the if the CIA wants your <coughs> DNA, right? They they're going to come in and get a single hair. Right. But if uh, from just general data collecting, absolutely, you can open up a series of restaurants called International House of Jism. Yes, <laughs> you can just walk in and glug a cupful. Yeah, and uh, just change uh, change all the info. Yeah, or if you look out and you see Ken Yurden sitting at your table. Oh, that piece of shit! You pop a breath strip, uh-huh. in. and then you hawk a you big loogie. A loogie, no clue where this mm, DNA. Came that's from. right. Oh. No clue. That's really the best way to do it. I think <laughs> it's like protection for people who spit in other people's drinks. Okay. All right. Uh, and and uh, there's a lot of money in that, mm-hmm. but it's been a while. I feel like since we've done a good double dip. Let's double dip it. We got a double dip here. Let's double dip. So I don't know if you remember about the Golden State Killer that was caught. Mm-hmm. And he was caught from these DNA tests. Yeah, no, for sure. He wasn't caught from his DNA. No, tests. he was caught from DNA tests other members of his family had done, and that was enough to link to him. <clears throat> so if you're paranoid about this, what? Well, no, didn't they have DNA of him and it matched with other people that indicated that they were related? They had his DNA, but they he had never taken a DNA, DNA test. Right, I understand, but they had his DNA. They had they, his DNA. They were able to link it to other people's DNA to indicate that they were related. Yeah. Okay. Right. So this is what you're going to do. You, you're a cautious person. Mm-hmm. You don't want someone coming and harvesting your child's DNA mm-hmm. to bust you. Oh, boy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to make this for kids. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh-huh. How do you get a kid to want to take? Th- kids aren't taking Listerine breath strips. Mm. You know what you do? There's, yeah, okay. You mix some pectin in it, right? Uh-huh. What does a kid love to do more than anything else? I'll tell you what it is. It's hold another kid down and drop spit out their mouth and suck it back up right before it hits the kid's face. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you put pectin in this uh-huh. so that it adds extra viscosity to mm-hmm. their... So it, they, can, they can stand up off a railing 
let one hang down two floors, uh-huh. and then <laughs> suck it back up two oh, floors. Oh, I see. So they won't get busted with their spit actually f- hitting this kid. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm saying that the kids will take it uh-huh. because it makes their spit so much oh, fun I to see. play so with. So the reason they will eat the minty jizz strips. Yes. <laughs> that you want to give your child some yeah. dried well, spit, not just some jizz. Dried cum. Not just no. Uh-huh. Spit. <laughs> spit and jizz. Okay. It's it's okay. a fluid amalgam. <laughs> it's it's like aluminum. Uh huh. I uh, you know uh-huh. you, order, you order Chinese food, you don't list the ingredients. Okay. You say give me general sauce chicken. So so your kids are are are, are gonna take these. You're gonna, are gonna be happy to take these because it makes their minty spit so fun. spit and jizz strips. Yeah. Because of the pectin in them. Yes. Will make their spit so viscous. Yes. They'll be able to hockaloogie. Drag or hang a loogie off of a, a five story building, and, and they'll be able to suck it back up. Yeah, in just them. like a big old spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. And you'll never have to worry about anyone harvesting their spit to get to info on you. Right. It's it's mostly that there's a, there's more money in the kids. Why is that? Because there's more of them. More kids. Okay. If you got three kids, uh huh, I could make a buck off you. Yeah, I make three bucks off your kid. That's true. What if you have one kid? Buck off you, buck off the kid. Uh huh. Okay. What if you got five kids? Look, I think it's a great idea overall. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, the double dip is whatever. Yeah. I'm okay with it, but it's, it's, good. A, it's a great idea overall. I think your biggest market. I think one thing you will see mm-hmm. is an uptick in people spitting in people's drinks and food when they know they can't ever be caught. There might be. Yeah. There might yeah. be. Well, that's good. Maybe maybe there'll be a, an uptick in manners of people going to restaurants. I can't remember what movie it is. I feel like it's a, like one of those Ron Burgundy films. Mm-hmm. But they go to a, a Mexican restaurant whose name is the name of the restaurant is Escupimos en tus alimentos. Okay. Which means we spit in your food. <laughs> Did you ever spit in anyone's drinks or food when you were? I never uh... spit in anyone's food. Mm-hmm. I took like a French fry off the plate and popped it in my mouth and and plopped on back on the plate if they're real jerks. Well, that's spitting on someone's food. Well, I mean, you're doing it sort of in a reverse way, but that uh, is spitting on. That is literally putting your saliva on someone's food. Oh, but if we're gonna be technical about it, then yeah. I guess yes. Yeah. Okay. So you spit in people's <laughs> food, and did they get it? Like, man, this is one soggy. French fry. Nope. It's lost its crisp. Nope. Wow. You're classy. What restaurants did you work in? I only, I only in? did it under extreme circumstances. What restaurant did you work in? Uh I worked I worked in a restaurant when I was in high school in Toronto called mm-hmm. Earlston Palace. And I feel like that's probably the only place that ever happened. Okay. Only extreme, extreme circumstances. Well, if you ate at the Earlston Palace somewhere in the uh, uh, no, not if you if you were worse than these people at the Earlston Palace in the mid eighties mm-hmm. in Toronto in Toronto and and you, you were a monster and you ended up with either Hepsi <laughs> or AIDS. Uh, I think Noel's going to be tithing you for quite a while. I don't think so. Um, well, that was a great idea, Noel, and long, I might add. There you go. So, Noel, one thing I looked up okay. when I hit Wikipedia on saliva, 
Saliva is amazing. Oh. The properties in saliva, there's electrolytes in saliva. Mm-hmm. There's uh, It's water. You can actually hydrate with it with yeah. the electrolytes in the water. Yeah. It's got uh, 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 other things. Okay. <laughs> but most importantly, what it has, Noel, what it has is enzymes in it, Noel, which helps break down the food as you chew it. Mm-hmm. And starts the digestion process before it hits your tumbly. Yeah. Sugars start getting broken down in your mouth. Sugars start getting broken down in your mouth. And <clears throat> this leads me to what it essentially is, is the beginning process of a fermentation. Oh. Now, I don't know if I've talked about this in the past. I feel like I have, or maybe it just always pops in my head, but throughout South America in the Amazonia, mm-hmm. the Amazonian tribes make a uh they all make a local alcoholic fermented beverage yeah. uh usually out of uh yucca depending on where they are in the amazon and which country they're in it all they all have different names but they take that yucca yeah which has no natural sugars they chew it up some of it and then they get the saliva all over it which starts breaking it down and the saliva the enzymes in your saliva do just that they they break the carbohydrates down and actually turn them into sugars yeah and then they spit it yeah. into this big mash of yucca yeah they and do that in ecuador i'm not having it oh you'll eat guinea pig yeah but you're not going to drink this stuff well sell me on it well i'm not it's not about selling you on it it's supposed to be actually be quite good i mean obviously if the recipe's right uh, it in and, of, in and of itself has no flavor um, and so what they will do is in the fermentation process, they add a lot of uh, herbs to it. And it comes out very clear and clean because the moisture, most of the moisture, the spit is just a starter. It's not like a whole big thing of chewed up yucca and spit. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is. It's mostly yucca smashed up with a little bit in terms of the overall uh, percentage of it, mm-hmm. a little bit of spit yucca. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of le- leaches out water, and then you add some moisture to it, and it ferments, and it becomes an alcoholic beverage. But they add cloves to it. They add various seasonings. Apparently, if you get a, you know, a good batch, it tastes really nice. It okay. looks like sh- it'll look like sherry. Okay. Um, but anyway, you know, you'll you'll drink some. <laughs> I want you to drink some. If you if you go down there and you say, "Oh, I ate guinea pig." Uh huh. And you didn't drink the spit booze that was offered to you? I don't you? know if I'm going to be in running in spit booth circles. I understand. But I'm just saying, if that's offered to you, you, uh-huh. you kind of have to drink it as well. It's I think it's considered, if you're in a place where they're serving you spit booze, and you say no, yeah. you're really offending the uh, people in charge. Well, I'm going down there to offend. And and they're going to just going take down your head. The, the put down the foot that oh. comes from taking our tithes from years of colonialism anyway no anyway so it's a fermented beverage mm-hmm. that has been drunk for thousands of years and i was sort of thinking to myself hmm fermenting with spit uh-huh the fermentation craze is huge right now it is in this country how many microbrews do you see Doing research and finding like old, old beer recipes mm-hmm. and doing limited edition beers from a recipe they found from Egypt. Yeah, exactly. However, many thousands of years ago. Yeah. How many uh, 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 
fermentation recipes and bread making where they're they're making they're they're sort of using natural yeasts that are just coming from the heavens. Everybody wants to ferment at home. Yeah. Everybody's doing this, right? Everyone's buying fermented f- food. You can't walk into a deli, a fucking bodega in New York City and not come across an entire section of the drink case that's kombucha. Oh yeah. Right? You can't walk into a supermarket uh-huh. in any major city and not be inundated with the 63 varieties of raw sauerkraut. That sounds good. The 300 varieties of miso paste. Mm-hmm. The 2,000 varieties of kimchi. Yeah. There are fermentation festivals in major cities around this country every year. Yes. The one in Boston last year, Uh over 15,000 people attended the one-day event. Sure. Fermentation Mm -hmm. is hot in this country. Mm -hmm. This is what you're going to do. Okay. This is going to be a two-tier thing. You're going to make your own spit-fermented beverages and spit-fermented vegetable. Yeah. The ultimate and ultimate. You're going to have them be very bespoke. You're going to have all the information about the person whose spit you're using. Mm -hmm. You can have beverages and and vegetables that are fermented by, like, Noel, for instance. Yeah. And Noel, you can list their diet, their weight, their Mm -hmm. height, their age, all this stuff. People love that kind of shit. Yeah. Get really specific into it. <clears throat> that's the first level okay. of making your big money. Once you've started making the big money, where you're going to make the crazy money. Okay. Is And I've done this before, mm-hmm. and I know you're going to say, oh, after the show, you're going to be like, oh, you used that idea before. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's about getting rich. Okay. Okay? You're going to get celebrity spit. Okay. And you're going to use celebrity spit to yeah. ferment... And, man, I am telling you, even people who are disgusted by the idea, yeah. like, again, every 42-year-old woman is going to be like, wow, that's Brad Pitt's spit? Yeah. I'm swapping spit with Brad Pitt right now? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what you're going to call it. You're going to call it swapping spit fermented vegetables and beverages. Better, I was thinking you were going to call it mouth pickles. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great name mm-hmm. but no i think swapping spit yeah as uh, of just marketing wise yeah. is better yeah, yeah but mouth pickles is a much better name but anyway there you go that's great yeah i know that's good you guys if you want to give josh some money you can go to uh radiofreebrooklyn.com go to the get rich quick with josh Noel show page hit the sponsor button pledge an amount half that money will go to josh and i half that money goes to radio free brooklyn keeps them going uh huh. If you don't want to give us money, if you only want to give Radio Free Brooklyn money out of spite or something, you know, maybe you used to be the vice president of Ecuador and you got a beef against us, you can go to get, uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, hit the pledge button, pledge an amount. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. None of that money goes to Josh and I. You get to uh, get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3, and you get to know that you're supporting things like their teen program. Subscribe to the newsletter, download the apps. It's a whole RFB world, guys. 
and we want you in it. <laughs> that just sounded so creepy. Come to the Christmas party. Oh, right. Right? Christmas party. Go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Look up the party. You got to get free beers if you register beforehand. If you RSVP, as they say. Mm-hmm. So do that. It's on uh, Thursday at the Braven. Do you have a date on that Thursday? It's the Thursday. It's just the third. I think it's the 13th. Okay. At Braven Brewery in Brooklyn. Hang out. Meet the hosts. Drink free beer. Anyway, guys. We got more ways for you to get rich. Today's topic, spit. We also uh, spit another little one in there. So take it away, Josh. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Hey, my friends, this is Daniel Alley, and today I want to talk with you about the greatest enemy of all time. Mankind has been facing this enemy for millennia. That means for thousands of years, people have been running into the same stumbling block that has prohibited them from achieving massive success. And that stumbling block is very simple. It's ignorance. So many people ignore the basic things in life that would make them so successful They ignore their money. They ignore their relationships. They ignore the love that they can be showing to other people. They ignore everything that's important to helping them to elevate to the highest level of the success that they actually want to achieve. Now, some people will tell you that ignorance is bliss, but in my opinion, ignorance is stupidity. So I played that because He's ignorant. <laughs> yeah. Because he just spits out words. He believes that ignorance means ignore. Yeah. And it doesn't. <laughs> no. It means lack of knowledge. Yes. Unaware of. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I heard that and I just, I, I played it back four times just to make sure. Uh-huh. And it made me literally go, is the etymology of ignorance ignore? And I had to look it up because I couldn't believe, like, I couldn't fathom that he was saying that Mm -hmm. all the way through. But anyway, so there you go. Daniel Alley. Ignorant. Ignorant. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Spit, how are we going to get rich with it? I'm going to tell you, Vietnam has an edible birdseed industry that is booming. Bird's nest soup and other bird's nest products. Oh, you mean eating birds. Yeah. Okay. Bird's nests. Bird's nests. Okay. Uh, Bird's nest soup, other bird's nest products. They're made from the nest of swiftlets, not normal nests made of twigs and the like. The swiftlets make their nests out of spit. They result in a crunchy texture <laughs> that's somewhere between a beehive and a cobweb, I read. You know, that sounds uh, uh, unappetizing any comparison. A- any of those comparisons sounds disgusting. Mm. Yeah, you'd eat, a, you'd eat a beehive? Maybe it's just kind of like... First of all, I find it interesting that they... Stale cotton candy texture. That they, un- I, I, that they understand the texture of eating this sort of soggy bird's nest mm-hmm. 
is that of a beehive, which means that someone's eaten a beehive yeah. and can be like, yeah, that's kind of what it's like. Well, and listen cobwebs. to this, and, and how could you not put it in your mouth? Nests are laden with feathers, have <laughs> uh-huh. a distinctly avian stench, and are prized for myriad alleged health benefits. They boost immunity, anti-aging, cure cancer. Yeah, they, they all eat bird's nest soup and all those things because they think it's going to give them big boners. Yeah. N- yeah, all, all, yeah. Natural nests can sell for up to $4,000 a pound, but they're super rare. Farmed ones, though, sell in China for $500 a pound. Swiftlet farmers in Vietnam lure in the birds, and they keep them in captivity to harvest their nests. Farms are kept dark, hot, and blare recordings of bird calls. (laughs) Dark, hot, and blare recordings of bird calls. Yeah. Uh, pictures of the farms basically look like attics with extra ceiling beams. That's where they like to build their nests. They're covered in bird crap. So I thought about farming these uh, these birds, carpeting their spit nests. Uh, but it seems like a long and arduous process. You need to build the farm. You need to have ventilation. You have to buy swiftlets. <clears throat> wait for them to hatch eggs. Takes years. Mm-hmm. Uh, need to keep away lizards and other prey. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> I did see this. Th- these farms actually buy swiftlet bird crap by the pound to attract more birds. Oh, so they just bring them in. They, uh, yeah, they try yeah. to a- attract them as well. Wild yeah. swiftlets. Uh, I also noticed in a picture of this farm... That the sound system that plays the bird calls, mm-hmm. they are on these amps called nest amps. They have their own special amps for swiftlet farming. Someone, th- there's some money that people are are capitalizing on the swiftlet farming. Mm-hmm. So what's there left to tap in this market? Dead ass. Sorry. I'll tell you what there is. As I said, all this looks to me like an attic. They're already attracting the birds. They're already selling them special stereos to to play their special bird calls Uh on. They're already selling them bird crap. Do they play Taylor Swiftlet on the stereo? They should. You can make some money on that. (laughs) Uh, But what the real money is helping these farmers up the rate of production. How are you Uh going to do that? I'm going to tell you. How, no, how? You are going to cover the walls, cover the ceilings in interactive, well, not interactive, but but changeable displays that will display worms, Mm -hmm. crickets, Mm -hmm. uh, grubs, everything a swiftlet looks at and thinks delicious oh really and these Get swiftlets saliva are gonna start salivating mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna be making so many nests <clears throat> that the farmers will be in it to win it they will be coming back for more you will be making big money so you're saying that once they start salivating, they have to make a nest? 
Oh, they just get to start making nests. It's because they're salivating so well, much. Well, once they make a nest, you can grab it, and they are like, oh, I have no nest. I need to <clears> make a nest. Isn't the saliva really the glue that binds everything together in the nest? It's only the saliva. Oh, it's only the saliva. Yeah, it's like a spider's web that. of their spit. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's, that spit's got it. So even if they're not making nests, you can just have something down there collecting. You have a drool cup. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's solid. Yeah. It's a good idea. All right. Well, getting into the whole idea of farming saliva, Noel, mm-hmm. it's a nice segue. Okay. Um, uh, just do this quickly. They found in mice uh, there is a thing called NGF, nerve growth factor. Okay. Uh, NGF is found in human beings. Mm-hmm. And all animals, and it is uh, 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 involved primarily in the growth and maintenance and proliferation of nerve cells. Mm-hmm. And uh, NGF, they have realized, is very important in having anything to do with your nervous system. So any disease that's involved with your nervous system, so say things like multiple sclerosis. Yeah. Psychiatric disorders, mm-hmm. uh, uh, schizophrenia. Uh, they even think like anorexia, anorexia and bulimia, mm-hmm. um, Alzheimer's disease, uh, dementia, depression, and on and on and on. Anything having to do with your nervous system, any connections that your nervous system may make that causes disease and distress uh, regulated uh, by NGF. And high doses of NGF may actually potentially cure these. Okay. So what they found is that the when the idea of licking your wounds came from the idea that people believe that there were antibacterial uh, uh, compounds in your saliva. Okay. And that licking your wounds would keep your wounds cleaner. Mm-hmm. What they realized in mice have an enormous amount of this nerve growth factor, this NGF, in their saliva. Mm-hmm. And when they lick their wounds, their wounds heal two to four times faster mm-hmm. uh, than mice that were not allowed to lick their wounds. Oh. Okay? Um, so this is what you're going to do. Okay. Very simple. You're going to set up saliva farms with mice. Mm-hmm. Mice are small. You don't even need, like, a huge space. You can have a basement. Yeah. You're going to take their saliva, you're going to distill it down, and, you know, why not make minty strips out of them? Yeah. Um, you're going to give them to your mom uh-huh. who's suffering from uh, dementia or Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. You're going to give them to your deeply depressed son. You're going to give them to your cousin who has MS. You're going to give it to your daughter who uh, 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 has eating an disorder. eating disorder. Yep. Um, whatever their issue is, your brother who's been shut in his home, suffering from schizophrenia for the past 45, 50 years, mm-hmm. you're going to give it to all of them and you're going to make them better. Yeah. And everyone needs this. There is not a soul in this world who does not have a family member who has one of those issues sure. that we just talked about. Um, and that's really kind of it. You're going to become so rich. Yeah. It's going to be obscene how rich you're going to become. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pharmaceutical rich. Yeah. Farmer riches is about as good rich as you can get. Nowadays, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for real. That's great. Mm-hmm. That is good. Uh, you know what I read, though, that I thought was interesting? What? In human beings, NGF levels go skyrocket. They're like three or four times the normal NGF levels in human beings. If they're in a romantic relationship, that is less than 12 months old. Oh, really? Yeah. If a person is not in a romantic relationship 
or in a romantic relationship that is over 12 months old Uh or 12 months or over, uh, the same levels. Okay. So that, they think, is maybe what we call the rush of being in love. Oh, okay. Something to think about. Yeah, it is something to think about. Guys, if you want to tell Josh what you think about it, you can get on Twitter at grqjoshnoel. Uh, you can email him at grqwithjoshandnoel at gmail.com. You can Facebook him or me or both at Facebook slash grqjoshnoel. You can go on iTunes, subscribe, rate, review. Anywhere you get podcasts, do this. If you only listen to this podcast form, Tune in Saturday night, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before everyone else. Get there early. Listen to Art Star Scene. Stick around afterwards. It's going to start in a couple minutes. Listen to Sitting with Gianluca. Gianluca. We have a lot of money, guys. Mm -hmm. You need to do something with all that money. What are you going to do? Josh is going to tell you. Take it away. Etihad Airways is the national carrier of the United Arab Emirates, and expensive flights are what they excel at. The New York to Mumbai route offers a private luxurious suite called the Residence, and a one-way ticket price is set at 25 million rupees, or 38,000 US dollars. The distance between New York and Mumbai is around 7,800 miles, and the flight will last around 15 hours, so you can fully experience everything the Residence has to offer. Let's see just what the suite is all about. There are three rooms for you to spend time in, spanning on 125 square feet, or 11.6 square meters. The suite includes a bedroom, a shower room, and a lounge, where two guests can spend the 15-hour long flight. The lounge room features a 32-inch flat-screen LCD smart TV, a leather sofa, and two dining tables. Just in case you thought you might not be able to manage the suite yourself, there is a personal butler who will only serve you during the whole flight. The food is served on 24-karat gold-plated porcelain plates with crystal glassware. When you finish eating in the living room, why not lay down and let it process in your own bedroom, which features a double bed with Italian linen and a 27-inch TV monitor. We must note that the TV is smaller in the bedroom. What a steal. The bathroom features a shower and other standard necessities packed with a beautiful design. That's not all you get for $38,000, even though you could probably own an apartment larger than this suite in many parts of the world. There's a private chauffeur who will drive you to and from the airport, a VIP attache, and a personal concierge. So there you go. I don't understand if you're going to spend $38,000 for a one-way ticket why you don't just charter a private plane. Yeah, it's only 19000 per person if it's two people, though. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's true. That's still why you wouldn't charter a private plane. Hey, get our miles. Oh, yeah. It probably is huge miles. Yeah. Eventually upgrade to that. But it's 125 <laughs> square foot space yeah. on a plane. It's great. That's crazy. Anyway, Noel. Yeah. Um, We don't need to do rules. You know why? Why? Because we're getting rich. That's right. Uh, So once again for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Back on a get rich quick. This is my lucky day.